At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm, and he is Amal Shaw. Amal, I want to sum up this weekend with a text you sent me. It was at 12.22 p.m. yesterday, Pacific time. You said there are five games with a 21 or more point margin. What an awful Sunday. Did anything change your opinion from that point on? Not really. As exciting as the Carolina game going to overtime was didn't really change that much. Now, the Dallas game turned out to be a fantastic game, but that was a couple of big plays we saw in that one. And then, of course, the best part is you can always count on Mike McCarthy to know when not to take a timeout. Well, there were several coaches that didn't really seem to know when to take timeouts. I want to start. This is a popular now on Mondays. I call it Amal Shaw's naughty list. Some people call it shenanigans. Let's start out with who you have words for. And we'll go to your old coach at Ohio State, Urban Meyer, who got his first victory in the NFL in London. This is the second time he's foregone an opportunity for a field goal on fourth and one and has cost his team. In Cincinnati, if he takes the field goal, they're up 17 nothing. That game is probably over. I can appreciate why he was thinking about going for it. But, Mike, going up three scores compared to two scores is a huge difference. And you pointed out at halftime of that game, you said there's only four possessions in the first half. Actually, three, because the Bengals kneeled down at the end of the half. So not a ton of opportunity. You've got to score every time you have the football. And the Jags scored seven there in the second half. They take the three points against the Dolphins. They're up seven. Worst case scenario, you don't expect Flores to gamble and go for two. You're still in a good position. And then you have an opportunity to win the game late. They were fortunate enough to be able to tie it up on a field goal. I've never seen kick like that in the history of the NFL where it is literally about to make a right turn to Piccadilly Circus and goes back left and gets through the uprights. Crosby hit one in Dallas in that playoff game the year the Cowboys were 13-3 and three, mm-hmm. and the Packers upset him that started left and came back right. But this one was quite a draw. It had to be six, seven yards outside the goalpost. It really was, and it goes through, and then the Jacksonville obviously finds a way to win that game late. But uh, Are you critical of Urban Meyer's decision to wait till five seconds to call the timeout on the second-to-last play? Absolutely. I couldn't believe Why wouldn't you call it with seven or eight seconds? That doesn't even make any sense to me. Now, the only thing was Miami didn't play it properly defensively because of the five seconds. They assumed they were going for a Hail Mary. But you got to think, if they're calling it five, why wouldn't they call it at three? If I'm Miami, I thought this is what he was going to do. I said he's left himself too little time, but I think he's going to try to get eight or ten. You know. Yes. He had to get eight, right, because it was yeah. fourth. And, but if I'm Miami, if I'm Brian Flores, I'm telling my guys, if they go down the middle, surround him and don't touch him. I know you can give yourself up and yeah. call a timeout. That puts the onus on the refs, though. They have to blow the whistle instead of just the automatic that they want the timeout when he's touched down. Excellent point, but if the player just dives mm-hmm. down, nobody around him, and I think Chenault was probably instructed to do that in that situation, they would have gotten the situation. Uh, they would have had the ability to get out there and call the timeout and go from there. But to me, just overall, poor decisions around. And then uh, next one on deck would be Brian Flores yes. going for it on fourth and one. And I know all the analytics geniuses 
are going to tell me they should go for it. They needed 10 yards to win the game. I, I mean, what are you doing? Even a, baby two of the way he's playing, I know that's the one at Maryland, but the reality of it is this guy's playing like an infant. He's terrible. The Miami Dolphins have to move on from this draft pick next year. The good thing is they're not going to end up signing him to a long-term contract like the Browns will do with Baker Mayfield and realize why they can't ever win. But the bottom line is, this decision I thought was horrendous. Make Jacksonville go the distance on your defense. Your defense is still better probably than the Jacksonville offense. If you get a good punt and you pin it inside the 10-yard line, maybe Jacksonville maybe takes a conservative approach. You you had an opportunity to even potentially get the ball back if they throw some errant passes. I thought that's where not having the timeouts really hurt them. Mm -hmm. Because if I think if he has three timeouts, or even two, he punts the ball there, knowing that if Jacksonville goes incomplete on first down, he's got a shot to get the ball back in midfield. Absolutely. All right. Mike McCarthy, where do we start? Well, we start, first of all, in the meeting with Jerry Jones and him. What the hell prompted this meeting? If Jerry, Look, Jerry won a national championship at Arkansas. I'm not sitting there saying Jerry's a football genius or he's a football dummy, but my guess is he probably knows enough in terms of hiring people that would want to work for the Cowboys. You bring out this guy? I mean, Mike McCarthy calling timeout with, what, 23 seconds remaining in the game? When it's fourth down, you're not going to go for it, so just wait till three seconds. Either you, you tie the game or you go to orbit. I thought he was going to go for it. So did I with the timeout When he told call. the timeout, I said, he's not going to try this long field goal. He's going to try to pick up another 10 or 15 yards. Yeah, yeah absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Why give New England even an opportunity for a kickoff return if they decide to try a play or two? Just uh, just take the timeout at the end. Either you go to overtime or you lose the game. You it's know, Babers simple. did the same thing, though, on Friday night. And it was even worse. He called it with 38 seconds left. In a different situation where if his field goal kicker makes it, it's not like here in Dallas. If they kick it, you know, New England can be content to go to overtime. Clemson's going to be down, and they're going to have to, and he's going to give them 38 seconds to come back in the game. When that timeout was called immediately after the play with 38, I thought Dabo called it, and then they're flashing it with Syracuse's last timeout. I, I thought the exact same thing. Right? I thought uh, Dabo Sweeney had called that timeout. It wasn't. It was Dino Babers. But the only thing I would probably contend in Dino's defense, and it's not a defense of him, he saw Clemson's offense. He probably thought there was a better chance for a pick six to end that game. Brandon Staley, who some on this network have called the best coach in the NFL, and there isn't a close second. <laughs> and who would that be? Someone. One of the hosts. <laughs> I don't want to name names. Okay. Fourth down and three, going for it, down 14. Here's the problem with that attempt. Obviously, they didn't convert, but it's not even just about that. If you miss based on ball position, you've given away three points. The greatest kicker in the history of the NFL is on that other sideline. I, I get what uh, you know the kid up in New England had done during his career, uh, and then, of course, uh, in Indianapolis as well. But when you look at Justin Tucker, you look at the position of the ball. I said, Mike, they're down 17 nothing if they don't make this. DK Metcalf. <laughs> he was watching too many Le'Veon Bell highlights against the Cincinnati Bengals, running down the sideline where the Bengals never pushed him out of bounds. But that wasn't even at the end of a half or a quarter situation. I think it was the end of the third quarter. But what are you doing? Get out of bounds, set up the field goal. I mean, I mean what is he doing? Here's my question. Why was Tomlin apoplectic about it? No matter what, which way you cut that, they had time to kick the field goal. I, I think he didn't realize. I think he thought with the stoppage, they weren't sure that they got the snap off in time. That's all it was. Right. Well, listen, there was no way they weren't going to get the playoff there. The best cheerleader in the AFC North had to cheer for his team at that point in time. Baker Mayfield. Tell you what, how about that, cro uh, that, uh, that, I think it was a crossing route, I don't even remember, but the one he threw to Higgins, where he was an errant on the throw. Perfect throw to the Cardinals defender. I mean, it was unbelievable. He was wide open, so I mean, I get it. They're going to end up signing to a long-term deal, and this is going to be a Kirk Cousins part two. Looks great 75% of the time, but then you realize the other 25%, we can't get over the hump with this guy. We're not going to win big-time things with him. And by the way, when are the Browns going to move on from OBJ? Need Jarvis Landry back in that lineup. Jarvis Landry is the better LSU receiver. Nobody has gotten more mileage out of a catch on November 23rd, 2014, than OBJ did against the Dallas Cowboys because it happened on Sunday Night Football. And it was, in my opinion, the greatest catch I've ever seen in the NFL. But give me a break. This guy's good. He's not great. He's not elite. And the Browns try to feed him. And if you look at Baker's QBR, when he tries to throw the ball to OBJ and when he's on the field compared to Jarvis, it is absolutely a huge difference. Your boy, Sark the Shark, Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, you know, Femi calls him 7-7 seven and seven Sark up in Seattle. I thought that was his drink of choice. Might start drinking again in Texas based on the way this team can close out leads. What the hell are you doing? You got Bijan Robinson. You won't give him the football at the end of the game against Oklahoma. That's okay. We're going to put it in Casey Thompson's hands. We're not going to win that football game. Great job by Gundy to take the field goal in the situation where many people thought you should have gone for it and moved forward. You get the ball. They win the game. Uh, just, I'll tell you right now, I said this. I thought that was going to be a catastrophic loss against Oklahoma emotionally. They fold once again. Where is this team? If I'm B. John Robinson, I go to Stark and say, listen, 7-7, seven and seven, I'm not playing the rest of the season. I'm going to be a top-10 pick in 2023. 
there's no reason for me to put my body on the line for another Alamo Bowl appearance or whatever nonsensical bowl they're going to go to. The LSU pass defense. I'm assuming you're referring to the Hail Mary. Yes. And you know what, though? Give them credit. They must have been watching Florida tape. Remember when the two Gators offensive linemen were blocking each other? It was similar to what we saw to the LSU DB who was covering the what other was, LSU DB. What was he doing? I don't know where he was looking. His back to the pass. It was unbelievable. <laughs> What, what was better was Orgeron's response when asked, what did you see to challenge that? Oh, yeah, we had one time out left. <laughs> that was pretty we'll, good. We'll talk about that more later. <laughs> Coaching news off that game. I'll, uh, get, I'll give you an update on who the new coach is going to be there. That's going to be one of my questions for the four burning questions. How about our friend David Shaw? Oh, my God. How many times are you going to continue to throw a fade? Ed McCaffrey is not coming back to Stanford. Give me a break with this nonsense. By the way, you know most of these coaches are too urgent in calling their timeouts. David Shaw's on the polar opposite end of that spectrum. Well, we got half a second. Let's go ahead and call a timeout. Why won't he call it after the sack when the team is totally disorganized when the quarterback gets sacked? That's the time you have to use it. You save the most time. They lost 22 seconds before the next snap on that play against Washington State. Unbelievable. Mark Stoops. Tell you what, Mark Stoops, the, re- the reason I put him on this list, uh, go ahead, where do you go ahead? The 11 and a half minute drive. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't do that if you were trying, let alone if you were, <laughs> if you were down three scores. I, I just, I was like, come on, man, you got to have a sense of urge. You got to take yeah. some shots down the field. What are you doing? Look, he's done a tremendous job because they don't get the, near the talent that the top six, seven teams in the league get. He's done a great job. Uh, I, I just was shocked by the, you know, hey, you got to give him credit. This is actually more of a credit, not a, not a criticism. Yeah. The backdoor cover there for uh, Kentucky. It would have been a little better if he had kicked the timeout and kicked the field goal from the one. Kirk <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ferentz. You know what? Nobody gives him en- enough credit for being the Bruce Weber of college football. I mean, what is your sales pitch to a wide receiver when you say, come to Iowa City, we'll have four feet of snow in the middle of January. You'll be lucky if you can dig your car out of the apartment you're living in. But more importantly, you come to Iowa City, you can average about two catches and 18 yards per game. How the hell can this program not find a quarterback since Chuck Long? It's 1985 we're talking. For 36 years, they have these pedestrian quarterbacks. You can't get one of these Southern California cats, Matt Corral, Daniels. I mean, give me a break. How How is it you can't find a quarterback? Ohio State's got four of them. Alabama's got another first-round pick already. I mean, give me a break. You can't find a single quarterback with a pulse. This Iowa team's got a good defense. But you're never going to be a good defense when your team's going three and out on every possession. They, By the way, Mike, when you watch that football game, if I don't tell you the rankings and if I don't tell you the spread, you think Purdue's a 14-point road favorite number two team in the country. We're going to get letters from C.J. Beathard's family. Finally, Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez. Holy cow. You know, this was kind of an homage to our, our producer, Britton Hess, who's a Nebraska guy. You know, he, he Scott, excuse me, uh, Adrian Martinez takes that safety towards the end of the game, Mike. What are you doing? You know where you're at. You can't, even if he throws it away and he's, he's going to, the ball's going to be at the one yard line. He's got to be smarter than that in that situation. It was unbelievable. He goes back into the end zone, gets the over the head prayer called against him. And nothing new for Nebraska. They just don't win close games. Scott Frost's team doesn't have the discipline. They don't have the, uh, they just don't have the awareness. Time scoring situation. When Minnesota went up 14 to 3, I laid 180 with Minnesota because we know in the fourth quarter, Nebraska can't come back under Scott Frost. They can't. They, they can't never do anything. Two for 17. Two for 18, make that now. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the Monday night football matchup and have eight burning questions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime, so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint coffee and Amal's favorite citrus, Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zen's Nicotine Pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell, Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zen comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine. is only for adult nicotine consumers 21+. plus. Learn more and find your local retailer at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This is Odds On. He is Amal Shaw. I am Mike Palm. Monday Night Football wraps up week six here in the NFL we have many people, including my own number one power-rated team, Buffalo Bills, off that victory on primetime last Sunday night at Arrowhead. They go to Tennessee with a chance to avenge their worst loss of the year last year. Remember that crazy Tuesday night game that got delayed for COVID? And they just everything went, went against them. They turned the ball over. I think they pulled Josh Allen mid-third quarter and just conceded that game. This number was five and a half most of the week of all. It is now six with juice heading towards six and a half. A total of 53 and a half. Do you have a play on the game? I, I don't have a play on the game. I lean towards Tennessee here. I think they'll be competitive. I don't know if they win this football game. Buffalo right now appears to be the best team in the AFC for sure. Uh, for me, I, I just think it's too many points. You know, last year, though, remember, I think Tennessee had 16 days before they had played their previous game. So it was a pretty good spot for them. I, uh, I laid five and a half here. You did? Yeah, I did on Friday because I thought that there would be some closing line value. I thought this number might get to seven. And I wanted to have that value. Plus, I'm going to stay with the Bills and, until I think the Bills uh, aren't as good as, I, as they have played. And so far, they're outperforming the number. I mean, they average by covering by their average winning these games by more than double digits to the number. I mean, that's how impressive they've been. They, they've really done a great job. And I thought their last game win against Kansas City was in, incredibly impressive. The one problem with Tennessee is their defense is so poor. That's where you're really concerned when you look at this team. However, with Derrick Henry, I, I haven't, I can't think of a running back in a long time. Maybe Adrian Peterson was the last guy because he runs so hard. That just gets tougher and tougher as the game progresses. You look at Derrick Henry, I think it was a game a couple of weeks ago. They played some weak opponent, and he had about 50-something yards, and he winds up with 130. His ability as the game progresses is just unbelievable. All right, let's get to what we call eight burning questions. Usually we split this up into two different segments, but we're going to try to do them all in one this week. Four on the NFL and four on college football. Let's start with the NFL questions. Number one, Amal, you love the Ravens laying two and a half to the Chargers yesterday. Are the Ravens just a better team than the Chargers, or did Brandon Staley's fourth down luck finally run out? I think the Ravens are just a better team. Lamar Jackson is so tough to stop. They're, if you look at one of the things that he does is when the pocket collapses, he just kind of moves around long enough where you, there's a threat to run, but he can also find the open receiver or tight end. Did a tremendous job on that. Still at times lacks a little bit of accuracy, but overall he is so dangerous. And now with the Browns two games back, I like their chance in the division. In terms of Staley and the fourth down luck, the problem is I think he's forced into going some of these situations. I, I do give them credit. It's like a blackjack player, right? They're consistent. Either you stay on 16 or you hit on 16, but they're they're hitting every time and that's fine. But, but the thing is to me is that at some point in time, you got to address the defense. That's where the real problem is. Some of these gambles appear to be because their defense can't slow anybody down. 
Question number two. Are you more or less impressed with them boys after their overtime victory at Foxborough? I thought that was another game that New England looks back on this season, and Mac Jones had a terrific rookie year so far that they let it get away. The Tampa game, and this is another one. I thought the Tampa game, uh, that field goal in that weather was a little bit of a challenge. That's the only reason I would have advocated going for it. If it's a dry condition, you definitely kick that one against them. In this game, I, I thought they probably should have won this football game, but they allowed Dallas to convert. And what a catch by Cedric Wilson on fourth down. That was unbelievable. It did a tremendous job there. But give Dallas credit. They found a way to get the ball in overtime, and they go down and win this football game. So uh, New England's probably still a player or two away from being to back to where they once were. I thought Dallas had a lot of her, I mean, they put up tremendous numbers yeah. in this game offensively. They go for the fourth and one. They get stopped early. He gets picked off at the goal line. He fumbles trying to put the ball in over the goal line. It comes down to third and 25, and New England can't stop him from getting 24 yards and kicking a field goal. That, that was awful. That was absolutely awful. That's a play you've got to make in that situation. Number three, are the Cincinnati Bengals a playoff team? You can get plus $2 to the yes. I had this conversation last night with somebody. We were talking about this, and they're like, well, the Bengals look like they're for real. I said, well, hold on a second. They haven't beaten a team over 500. You pointed out a great point. Uh, you made a great point about the Bengals matchup against the uh, Vikings. They went for it on that fourth and one at their own 29. Complete unnecessary risk up 14 points late in the third quarter. But if you look at their wins, Jacksonville, and you know I was fortunate in that one on the survivor play, they shouldn't have won that football game. If Urban takes a three, they're up 17. I don't know if the Bengals come back. There's an emotional difference, and that emotionally charged the Bengals on that stop. They had a win against the Lions. This is a team that has struggled mightily. I mean, look at the teams they've beaten thus far. And the they beat the Steelers. The Steelers are what, three and three? And they were fortunate enough that uh, T.J. Watt played like the best defensive player in the NFL, not named Aaron Donald, and was the difference in that game. So you would not take plus $2 on them to make the playoffs? You know what? I, I, I tell you what, I, I don't want to answer that question just yet yeah. because i got to look at the standings right now. When you look around the rest of the league, where are the other teams? We know the AFC East has only one team. AFC South has got maybe a second team in Indy, but not likely. I don't think so. Okay, and then you got the Chiefs as a wild card. Do you believe in Cincinnati more than Denver and, and the Raiders? Not more than the Raiders. Okay. But I definitely do. I try to tell you Denver's a bad team. They're, everyone's like, oh, they're 3-0, and they're 3-0. and Now we can't even find them coming remotely close to winning a football game. Two gloves stinks. He's got, no, no, no. Listen, he's got to be on a team where there's elite defense, elite running game. He's just a game manager. And I, I don't know why that's seen as a criticism in this league. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl being a game manager. He had a lot better defense. Yeah. The, well, you and, know, a, and a running game. Jamal Lewis, they, absolutely. They have, Denver has not, does not have a running no, game. No, exactly. Uh, all right, final question. Will the Texans win a game with Davis Mills at quarterback? I don't think so. When you look at the, uh, the schedule, it's going to be extremely tough. I know this week they're at Arizona. The following week they have the Rams at home. By the way, the Rams might have the easiest four-week stretch in the history of the NFL. They play they're going to be one for sure. Well, they play the Giants. Then they play Detroit this, uh, the week, Detroit this week at home, and then they're at Houston. And then I think in two weeks they have the Ch Jaguars coming yeah. in. I mean, this team, you talk about a great opportunity to get home field advantage in the NFC. All right, let's flip to college football. Question one. At this point, how do you keep an undefeated Cincinnati team out of the playoff? They're going to be double-digit favorite in all their remaining games. Because the schedule is too weak. When you look at the remainder of their schedule, and I like the fact that you got a little antsy about that response. Do you, do you think my ticket at 14-1 to 1 to make the playoffs is a bad ticket? No, I think it's a great ticket right now. It has now. value right yeah, 100%, now. Yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think they've got a shot now. But here's the problem. I need Oklahoma to get beat. No, what you needed was Oklahoma State to lose to Texas. Them beating Texas hurt. Because now, even though their schedule is challenging the rest of the way, Baylor's coming up strong, and if they go into Bedlam undefeated, it's not going to bode well for Oklahoma, excuse me, for Cincinnati. Because let's say in the Red River, the game is in Oklahoma City, or in Stillwater, excuse me. If Oklahoma State wins that game, and then they go back to Arlington and Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma's getting in. If it goes the other way around, the other Oklahoma State's getting in. So I think they need Oklahoma State to drop a game. The Sooners with Caleb Williams are a different football team. That offense looked outstanding uh, on Saturday night. That's TCU, not a bad team. And oh, yeah. TCU, uh, under Gary Patterson, had, had been impressive offensively the last three weeks. They have, but their defense is nowhere near what yeah. it once was. Okay, question two. Some big coaching news came out of that game, Florida and LSU. It was announced by LSU on Sunday that Ed Orgeron will complete the season, but he will not be the Bengal Tigers head coach in 2023. And also, in a lesser reported story, the University of Florida extended Dan Mullen's contract beyond the term of his natural life. 
<laughs> Listen, first of all, I, I, you know, I'm just you busting balls a no, little bit. No, I know you are. Let me tell you something. That was one of the things I'm watching this game. And I remember you were sending me these texts, and I'm saying, for the love of God, please let the Gators win this game. It, it felt like Ohio State was playing for me in that game. I needed them to win so bad because I knew I was going to get filleted by you on Dan Mullen. And look, you're probably not wrong in some of the arguments you make against Dan Mullen. This program should be far better than it is, especially when you look at the talent in that state, where they're located. And they're the, they're the flagship station uh, school of that, uni- uh, of that state. Early rumor is Mel Tucker, a leading candidate yeah. for this job. So uh, Tate, the uh, president of uh, LSU, wants James Franklin. I don't think he's going to take that job. There's no reason for trading one headache for a bigger headache from Ohio State to Alabama. There's no reason to if you're James Franklin. You stay where you are at State right. College. But I think Mel Tucker's the guy. And I'm going to tell you right now, if they hire Mel Tucker, this is, they already hired him as a coach. His name was Jerry DiNardo. Do you remember, does anybody remember the Jerry DiNardo I, years at LSU? No, I there's a reason DiNardo why. Jerry on the Big Ten Network all the time. The way the Big Ten Network treats Jerry DiNardo, you would have thought this guy won three national titles, led Indiana to do with a couple of Rose Bowls. The bottom line is, we've already seen this movie at Florida State. When you hire a coach off of one season where you think they're great, Willie Taggart came in and failed miserably. And I'm going to tell you right now, Mel Tucker and Michigan State are not nearly as good. And I saw somebody point that out on TV this weekend. They have not played a challenging schedule. They're not as good as people think they are. Who would you hire? I don't get Halfley again. You're going to send Halfley to every all the way around the country. Uh, he burned my money on Saturday. I told you it was a tough game to yeah. touch, but yeah. he doesn't have the same talent there that he'd be able to recruit yeah. elsewhere. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's a bad year. You've got USC out there as an open job. You've got LSU. Uh, there's another ma- major job going to come open. I, I'm drawing a blank on right now, but um, I, I think you look around the landscape, it's, it's going to be challenging. By the way, LSU is a tremendous job. It, it's, is it's Miami going to come open? Yeah, that's right, Miami. Yeah. But Miami's not the same. LSU is a better job because LSU gets far more support in the state. Miami gets that support in Dade County. But it's so tough to play in the SEC West. It is, but three different with, co- with, three different coaches in 20 years have won three national championships. With there. Dabo exposed there at Clemson, I think the Miami job might be a little more attractive. Not a bad call. Yeah, that's not a bad call. Actually, you're right. They're finally going to be an underdog in a game, by the way, this week at Pitt. Oh, Pitt looks yeah. good. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll take a look at uh, the playbook. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network. Get ready for all the action this NBA season with the VSEN basketball betting experts. Grab your copy of the VSEN Pro Basketball Betting Guide now with strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoop experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as prediction for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now. It's only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's a Shaw. Happy to see JVT and Matty Humans back on the edge immediately following this program Monday through Friday. Absolutely. They do a terrific job, and uh, especially now with the NBA starting, I know JVT is going to be in full focus mode. He had a lot of um, over-under season win totals. If you're interested for NBA, take a look at that. That's a... a a good way if you don't want to bet that NBA that can be a grind all year long to take a look at some of those season win totals. Also for a lot of people that just may not bet on a daily basis, the advantage with the season win totals, sometimes you can just look up at a game, right? Like let's say you take a team and you're not paying attention on a daily basis. You just look yep. up and you see where they're at seven, eight games later. You also get a shot at the end of the year. You can kind of hedge off these things sure. if, it, if it's close to the total. Uh, let's do a recap on the weekend's plays. I had a good weekend, actually. I'm all 10-4. and four. Nice. I uh, it was six and zero going into the afternoon games on Saturday. Won the two Friday nights with the Syracuse under, um, the baseball game over, and then swept the morning games. Uh, but then five hundred the rest of the weekend. Boston College disappointed. I couldn't get off that game. I got off Wisconsin at half because I was concerned about Wisconsin's inability to really run the football against Army, and it worked out that way. I only lost about an eighth of what I bet on the free flop. Yeah, the uh, rough weekend in college for me two and five, but NFL two and zero. Yeah. And um, I tell you. It, this college football season has been rough for me so far, but when you look at some of these games, I, I'm looking at some of these teams, and I'm just scratching my head. I'm like, what are they doing out there, some of these programs? Iowa, perfect example. All right, you have one play for the folks today? Yeah, Major League Baseball, Red Sox at home, Eduardo Rodriguez pitching on the hill here. To me, Mike, the big thing in this matchup is the fact that the Red Sox have always scored runs when Rodriguez is on the mound. I just like that. I think Boston's bets are good enough at home to get it done. We'll see what the Astros do to respond here. But I like the Red Sox at this price at minus 112. All right, I have three plays. My two-unit plays, EPL, uh, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, under two and a half. You, can, you might even be able to find it at even money. I laid 105 here earlier this morning. 
because Arsenal has become a very defensive-minded team. Remember, they started the season so poorly, they thought they were going to fire their manager. Now they're on a roll here. They've been very good defensively. They've only given up one goal in their last three contests. I think this is going to be another snooze fest here at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, game will be nationally televised here. I think this game ends one nothing Arsenal, possibly 0-0. I had the Bills minus 5.5 tonight, Monday Night Football, from the weekend. Um, obviously, there's some closing line value there. And then I like your point about Red Sox scoring runs. To me, I'm going to keep betting. Until this thing gets to 9.5, these games, I'm going to keep betting overs. These are essentially bullpen games. I'll be shocked if a starting pitcher in this series completes five innings. I tend to agree with you. And, you know, that game Saturday, I was thinking about you when Devers hit that second grand slam. The only question in that game was, was that fair or foul on Devers homer? Because they didn't have a great angle on the live shot. I would have pulled Evaldi going to the bottom of the third, up eight to nothing. You know, it's funny. I thought the same thing. I said, why not save him? But they were probably trying to get him to a point where you feel comfortable enough. I thought it was a great opportunity to use the bullpen with an eight-run lead. And you're going to have a day off eight on lead, Sunday. And you have six more bats, too. A- exactly. Your offense is not going to get stymied no. for another. Yeah, absolutely. I tend to agree with you. Just no reason to be in a position to bring him back in a game four, game five situation because now you're going to have three consecutive games at Fenway. You could use the bullpen. You're going to get a day off, right? Absolutely. I thought that was the perfect spot to say, we're up 8 nothing, Nathan. Thank you. We might need you for game four. You know, I think sometimes the problem is with managers, they're so concerned about getting second guests. And I think about the uh, Milwaukee Brewers situation with Craig Council. He's damned if he does or damned if he doesn't. And it's a similar situation with Dave Roberts the other day. Um, You know, when he uh, pinch hit for uh, uh, Kenley Jansen, I think it's a situation where they're going to say, well, why'd you pinch hit for him? Why didn't you pinch hit for him? It's so much easier from a media perspective because you get the uh, the result and then you can ask the question. Look, nothing worked for Craig Council. They didn't score any runs. It's not his fault they lost that series. Speaking of the Braves, now jump out two to nothing on the Dodgers here. Um, I bet the Do- the Braves plus one. Here's here's a hedging question for you. I bet the Dodgers plus or Braves, excuse me, plus one ninety before the series. I can get the Dodgers at plus one sixty right now. Do I take a little bit of it, or do I wait to see what happens in Game Three? Well, I think it depends on how you feel about it. I think Atlanta's going to win this series. The Dodgers have to win four out of five games, including two more in Atlanta. So that's assuming the Dodgers can get it to that point, or at least theoretically they've got to win three in a row in L.A. and then win one out of two in Atlanta. I, I think I'm going to let it go because here's the thing. They're 2-0 and they haven't used Charlie Morton yet. I, I mean, this team is in great shape. You had Max Fried. They got the W. Tight games yesterday. I thought that was one L.A. you really feel like you had to have up 4-2 going into the eighth inning. Plus, he uses Urias in the eighth. Now, Urias is not going to be available to start game four. They're going to go with a bullpen game again. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this. And uh, when you look at the starting pitching right now, it's a little bit of concern from a Dodger perspective because we know Scherzer appears to be a little bit taxed. All right, let's 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 go to what this we like to do here on Mondays with the Wilder right with the college football lines. You're very well knowledgeable about all these teams, and I want to get your reaction to some. There's a ton of lines here that I think you might say are wild this week. Let's start off in the Big Ten. Michigan's off the bye. Northwestern actually won a game. I watched that game because I was playing in-game totals on that game. I mean, it's a miracle anybody scored. Rutgers did have the one long drive in the game. The rest of the game was really painful. It, it looked like football had gone back 60 years. It was, I think, 7-7. And the in-game total with Northwestern threatening, or it might have been 14-7 at the time. It was 45 and a half. I said, these guys have no chance unless they go to overtime to get there. I thought 24 and a half. I'm like, the second half line's not going to be that high. All you need is one stop here, and you got it. I made six in-game bets. I went five and one on them. All under, obviously. What did you lose on? I, I made a first half bet late in the first half. Oh, okay. It was my third first half bet, the only one that didn't get there at okay. 20 and a half. Um, Northwestern travels to Michigan. Michigan gets the bye. They're still undefeated. This number, 21 and a half in a Big Ten matchup here. I'm all with a total of 51. It's 21 and a half wild short. All right. When I give this, what's the margin for error? I'll say a point and a half. Uh, then this is wild, or short, rather. Yeah, you think it's 24? It's 24 is yes. my exact number. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you watch Northwestern play offense this year, it has been offensive. And the bottom line is I think Michigan is probably a far better football team than they get credit for this year. Because of last year, they had a down year, and then them losing to Ohio State in 2019, absolutely getting worked. I don't think they're getting enough credit. It's, it's kind of a reverse thing here where Michigan's always been overrated. This year, they're probably a little bit underrated. I'm not talking about the poll rankings. I'm just looking at it from a standpoint. They had that struggle against Rutgers in the second half. But they've been fairly dominant against some pretty decent teams this year. Uh, And in terms of this game, Mike, I don't think Northwestern is going to be able to get to 14 points in this matchup. I don't think they get to 10. That's actually what I was going to probably say with, but you never know in the second half when it's garbage time. They got drilled by Duke. They just lost by 50 to Virginia. I I tell you what, I I took Virginia on Saturday. I said, wow, this is the most enjoyable game I've had in a while. Uh, here's an interesting game. Wake Forest, still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Remember, still undefeated in, a, in the midst of that ACC race. Takes a week off from ACC play. 
they go to West Point to take on the Army, who I thought were flattered and defeated Wisconsin, only losing by six. The opener here, Wake Forest laying three on the road, total of 52. I it's like three Wilder right. The three is, what's the margin for error here? One uh, point? Here, here it's got to be one. Uh, I'm going to say it's right. I think the line should be four. I didn't take away the field goal in yeah. this scenario because generally speaking, in the Army type of games, you're, you're going to win on a late field goal potentially or by a seven spot. Mike, I think this total is short, and I know it's an Army game. There's two factors here. I think Wake Forest is going to be able to just absolutely crush this team from their offense against the Army defense. On the flip side, I don't think Wake's defense is going to slow down on uh, the Black Knights at all. I think they're going to be able to move up and down the field running the ball. Look, they faced an elite, elite run defense in Wisconsin, arguably the best run defense in college football. Different story now when you take on Wake Forest. 52 is a little, uh, why I don't play it over is just because the amount of time Army chews up on their drives. Unless they get some, they get some dive play where they don't cover anybody and they break the middle and they can go for 40 or 50 yards. They take a lot of plays and the clock runs and they don't snap the ball early either. I, okay, I agree with you there. Let me ask you this que- question real quick. Uh, do you think Wake Forest scores 24, 28, 31, or 35? In this game? Yes. Somewhere between 28 and 31. And Okay, fair enough. I think Wake probably exceeds 31 mm-hmm. points. I think their offense is just going to be too good for Army. I think Army is going to get at least 21 points. Okay. Uh, UMass, <laughs> one of the worst teams in college football, travels to Tallahassee to take on Florida State. Florida State has shown some life in recent weeks. They're laying 35 here, 35 with a total of 60 and a half. Is it right for Florida State to be laying 35 to anyone? Yeah, well, it's UMass. I think so. I think this number is correct. Uh, I don't know about the total, but I will say this. UMass is going to have a hard time getting to 10 points. And I tell you, Mike Norvell's team is 2-4, and four, but they seem like the most energetic and enthusiastic 2-4 and four team I've seen in a while. They get that road win at North Carolina, 35-25, go into the bye, coming off the bye. Great opportunity for Florida State to get things going again in the right direction. I like the Seminoles here in a big win. Big 12, Kansas State loses at home to Iowa State. They go to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. This game is a pick, total 60 and a half. Is a pick wilder, right? Uh, I think this is a little bit wild. I think Texas Tech should be a three or point four, three or four point favorite in this game against Kansas State. I like Texas Tech in this game. Um, back to the ACC. Syracuse off the close loss at home to Clemson on Friday night. Go to Lane Stadium where you were right. The Pittsburgh Panthers drilled them. This game was over early. Virginia Tech's laying three at home to Syracuse and Dino I, Babers. I can't believe how little fight Virginia Tech had in this game. Oh. It was unbelievable. You I, said I, it was so emotionally crushing, that defeat to Notre Dame. You know, I thought the same thing happened to Texas. Same thing happened to Virginia Tech. We, we saw these two games where teams should have uh, been able to bounce but Texas back. was in control of their game against Oklahoma State for three quarters, I thought. Yeah, but I thought, I thought Virginia Tech was a better team against Notre Dame for the majority of that football game and had an opportunity. I like Virginia Tech here, but I think the line is correct. But, Mike, I don't know if I can bet them. How, what kind of engagement are we going to get out of this team? Yeah. And it, this loss to Ferdino Babers was tough because that was a game you feel like you could have gotten against Clemson. When we come back, we'll continue wild to right, including Dabo being a dog. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to betrivers.com. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And if you're in the state of Arizona in college, call 1-800-WE-NEED-OFFENSE. <laughs> Dr. Bob's top play. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. The voice you just heard is Amal Shaw. Let's continue on, Amal, with Wilder Wright College football lines. This now becomes a huge matchup in the Big Ten West. Bucky Badger finally leaves Camp Randall, heads south to West Lafayette to take on Purdue off the huge victory in Kinnick on Saturday. Wisconsin, a field goal favorite and a total of 38. Is a field goal wild or right here? Uh, I think this is right, and I'll tell you what, this total, you better get it. It's going to hit 38 by kickoff. Mm. I thought it probably should have been 41, but 40, you know, they made it a little bit more difficult on the betters. Mike, this Wisconsin offense can't move the ball. Purdue is extremely solid defensively. Uh, I think they'll be challenged to move the ball a little bit more against this Wisconsin run defense. They were really taking care of business. I can't believe it, how many out routes that Iowa was leaving open for Purdue in this game. Uh, by the way, Iowa stint at number two lasted for about a week. Did you see that tweet that the Purdue Boilermakers made? Uh-uh. We just beat the number two out of Iowa. <laughs> that was, it was That's great. Cl- clever. Uh, but this now is important. Look. Purdue, Iowa needs Wisconsin to win here. Yes. Purdue only has one loss in the West, and they beat Iowa straight up. So Iowa technically doesn't control its own destiny until Purdue loses the second game. Yeah, that's, that was the thing. I was looking at yeah. the standings. I said Minnesota's yeah. very much alive. Yeah. Iowa's alive. This Big Ten West just got a lot more interesting with that loss. Yeah. Okay, here it is. Finally, Dabo's a dog. Clemson off the win at Syracuse. Travels to play Pitt. Pitt impressive at Lane Stadium against Virginia Tech. This game opened Pitt minus three and a half. It's down to three, total 47 and a half. Is Pitt being favored by a field goal over Clemson, wild or right? It's wild. The line should be six. Uh, I, I'm telling you right now, Pittsburgh's going to win this game. Mike, they're going to take a ton of Pitt money. When you watch that Clemson offense, think about this. They got a touchdown on a fourth down conversion from the punter. Has Clemson fallen that far where you've got to take gambles? And it was a contested pass. It, it, it really was. It was like a yeah, wide exactly. open. It was a great play. <laughs> yeah. by the, it was a great throw by the punter and a great, great catch, catch by the tight end. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I, I'll tell you right now, Mike, they scored three points in the second half. I took the alternate under. I would, the offense was so bad at halftime. I told you. I texted you. I yeah. said 35 and a half was like plus 160 or something at, at the start of the yeah. second half on the I alternate. I took 37 and a half. Yeah. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. This team has no offense. The defense is solid, but I'll tell you, against a quarterback like Pickett, they'll play well. I don't think this game gets over the total, though. I think as good as Pittsburgh's offense has been, they'll put up maybe somewhere between uh, 17 to 24 points. I don't think Clemson can match that. How did DJ put up 40 in South Bend last year? I keep thinking that watching these games. Because I'll tell you the answer to that question. Tony Elliott was not the offensive coordinator of that yeah. game. There's a big difference. And remember, also the overtime helped a little bit, but still. Uh, they were they were an elite team last year. You had Travis Etienne. You had some playmakers on that team. Here's another interesting game. You said UCLA should have been favored at Washington yeah. this week, right? You liked UCLA, and they won. They, they won 24-17. Oregon looked bad again, struggling life or death at home with a Cal team that's 1-5. This Oregon team that some say will still be in the playoffs. They go to the Rose Bowl to take on UCLA on Saturday. This game opened UCLA one. It's up to two and a half a mall with a total of 59. It's two and a half UCLA, wild or right? You know, to me, I look at this one and I think it's correct. It was funny. I thought the line was actually going to be Oregon as the slight favorite here. But uh, I I think this number might be a little bit wild. I thought it should be closer to a pick. pick. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'm surprised. Look, the Bruins have a great offense, but they're not stopping anybody. The question is, can Anthony Brown convert enough third downs to be able to win the game at the Rose Bowl? Critical game. Who would have thought this game would be so vital in terms of the Pac-12 race uh, with the way the Bruins uh, had lost that game to Arizona State? But they did a nice job of bouncing back, and then Arizona State didn't come out of the locker room at Rice-Eccles in the second half and get outscored 28-0 by Utah. I felt good about my pick. I had Arizona State at a pick. They're up 21-7. I felt really good about it at half. Why wouldn't you? They got totally destroyed. Did nothing in the second half and never stopped Utah. Uh, how about Britton Covey getting that unsportsmanlike conduct penalty? They move it back to the 20-yard line. Okay, no problem. We'll just add 15 yards yeah. to the stats and get a touchdown pass on the next play. If Let me ask you this. If Ohio State played at Eugene next week, what's the number? Remember, they lost at, at, at yeah, Columbus. Uh, Ohio State probably about a... Uh, in my opinion, they should be about a six or seven point. Yeah, favorite. I think they'd be a full touchdown. They should be, but remember, yeah. they were fourteen and a half at home and lost. All right, let's stay out west. Um, BYU, who plays a very tough Pac-12 schedule every year, <laughs> every year goes up to the Palouse to take on Washington State. Washington State said, "Thank you, David Shaw. David Shaw, you had the lead in the ball in our territory with three minutes to go, and you lost the game." Uh, BYU favored now by two. Opened one. BYU two on the road. Um, with a total of 54 and a half. Is this Wilder right? Is the right team favored here? Uh, yes, it is. You, you don't think the Cougars should be favored? I mean, the, the BYU Cougars? Know, Washington State. But Washington, yeah, right. We yeah. got to say Cougars. Cougars Thank yeah. you. Washington State beat Oregon State, and Washington State beat Stanford. I mean, you can't take something away from them there. They also beat Cal 21 to 6. BYU just got drubbed by Baylor. Baylor's a good team. I think yeah. Dave Aranda's team is probably Who's the better, team? Baylor or Oklahoma State? I know they played a but. Uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah, uh, they've got a better run defense. That they really do a tremendous job. But I tell you what, nobody's talking about Oklahoma State and Baylor in terms of what they've been able to do. Both teams combined just one loss so far. I get your point on Washington State, but I think Romney's a better quarterback than he gets credit for. That loss against Baylor, I don't think that's a bad loss. I mean, going on the road to Waco, that's not an easy game to play. This has been a good team. Yeah. Iowa State went in there. They lost the football game there. I I'm telling you, Baylor's been good. Well, let's segue to this game then, because I think this number is wild. Oklahoma State off a great second half in Austin, still undefeated. They travel north to Jack, tries to take on Ames. Iowa State wins at the Little Apple. Iowa State's a touchdown favorite over undefeated Oklahoma State in this game. Is that wild or right? What was the line against Texas on Saturday? Three and a half? Um, there was, yeah, it was, there was some force. There was so some force. I think this line is wild. I, uh -huh. I think this line should be closer to four, four uh -huh. and a half. Remember, we've seen Oklahoma State go into Ames before. I think they were number one in the country about a decade, decade and a half ago. It was ago. a Thursday night that game. Thursday night <laughs> game, and they lost the game. Uh, you know, they, they lived at uh, number one as long as, uh, or they might have been number two somewhere as up I there. I lived at number it, two. It's exactly right. Um, I think this number's a little bit wild here. I, look, at seven, I got to take uh, Oklahoma State. I have to take a, a touchdown here, too. I can't see this game going above seven. Can you? No, I can't. The problem is, though, right now with Oklahoma State, the offense, Spencer Sanders got to be more consistent. If he can be more consistent, I think they have got a real shot in Bedlam. I don't know if they're going to be able to score enough points, though, against they Oklahoma. They ran the ball at will in Texas in the fourth quarter there. Oh, by, by the way, I, I, I got to share something with you. Go ahead. Keep talking. I'm going to share it with you in a second here. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, the SEC. LSU off the big home win over Florida travels to Oxford's to take on Ole Miss. That was a strange game in Knoxville, wasn't it? Yes. On Saturday, I know you had the over, and and that that second half was uh, this is a lot of a strange game. Anyhow, Matt Corral and Ole Miss favored by ten over lame duck coach O. Total seventy five and a half is ten wild to write them all. Uh, I think this number is a little bit wild. I thought the line should be seven. I, I think LSU is going to compete now that they know he's going to be out. I, I think you have to realize, you know, we may criticize coaches as fans and, you know, what have you in the media, but I, I think a lot of players have a tremendous affinity for certain coaches. And I think Coach O is one of those guys the players will play extremely hard for. And I was really impressed with the effort we saw on Saturday against LSU, excuse me, against Florida by the LSU football team. And let's just note Coach O is not being released for coaching. There's things with reporting and things like that. Yeah, and, the Darius Geis yeah. incident. Mm -hmm. uh, so, hey, look, the bottom line is, for people that are not kind of reading through the uh, the leaves here, it's basically a situation they wanted to get rid of him for the coaching, but because they had some other incidents, they were able to work out a better deal. I want to give you a quick stat on Sark. <laughs> Texas led 24-13 against Oklahoma State, against Oklahoma 28-7. Atlanta Falcons 17-0 against Miami. USC 21-10 against Stanford. USC 34-25 against Arizona State. SC 17-6 against BC. Washington 28-10 against Wazoo. Uh, against Baylor 42-24. Washington 23-14 against UCLA. All in the second half. He lost all those games. That's nice. <laughs> Maybe a few, a few knocks back at halftime. Now, <laughs> Tennessee 
off the home loss. And let me say, Needland Stadium's not an easy place to play, especially at night. So credit Mississippi with that win. They now go to Tuscaloosa to take on St. Nick. I love that game on Saturday. I thought they were going to make a statement against uh, the Pirate coach Leach, and they did. Uh, pretty much scoring <laughs> so that well, and Leach couldn't get much going. Yeah, that was just too short, 17. Alabama at home against Tennessee. Almost four touchdowns. 27.5, total 67.5. Is the side 27 and a half wilder right? And is this total 67 and a half wilder right? Uh, the side is about right. I, I think we're seeing a final score about 49 28 Alabama. I think Crimson Tide roll. I don't think Tennessee's going to be able to get too many stops in this one because they will throw the football. Mm-hmm. Remember, Ole Miss was out without two tight ends and Bray, uh, Braylon Sanders at the wide receiver position and a, a couple of offensive linemen as well. So I think Alabama rolls in this game. In terms of the total, I have no opinion here. Uh, by I the think way, it's a little low. I, I like it over. You look. I like this game over. I think, Tennessee, and a half. I think Tennessee puts up 21, 24, and that'll get it there because Alabama's probably going to cover. I, I tend to agree with you on Alabama covering in this one. I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, by the way, how about Joe Milton running out of bounds in the final play of the game? The, great job by a former Michigan quarterback. Let me give you this stat. Detroit Lions have led for just about eight minutes this year. They have never taken an offensive snap with the lead. Wow. Think what a great stat. For the kneecap biter. <laughs> Stay tuned to Beeson. Up next. Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 